Okay, well, it's a different kind of morning. Worship was shorter because today we are elderizing, setting in, appointing. We, we like the word elderizing. It kind of combines all kinds of different concepts in one word. Um, a, a, new, a new eldership. Now, faces will be familiar. Um, for some of us, we're continuing as elders, but we really want to communicate this is a fresh team. And, and so in that process... That will become <clears throat> clearer to you as we go. I also want to welcome you if you are you're just new here, you're just popping in, you're visiting. Uh, welcome, we are glad that you're amongst us. Just feel free to take part in as much as you want to. At the end of what we, there is going to be a little talk and a, then a process, a ceremony of appointment. And then all of you, we're going to invite all of you to get involved in praying for us and instructions on that will become clear. And at the end of all that, we have rather a lot of Prosecco and celebration cake, which you're all invited to share in afterwards. So, you know, don't rush off because it, it, it's there ready to be, the corks are ready to be popped when we're, we're through this process. That's the biggest cheer of the morning so far. I mean, that's just amazing, isn't it? God is in the place. Yay. Prosecco. Woo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so today we're establishing a new eldership and we're actually making a break with our historic pattern which was a certain dependency on authority of others to come in amongst us and lay on of hands. So we're not drawing on external influences or covering or because actually we feel very clear that God has given us authority to do this. And what's, why, by what authority? By heaven's authority, not from another place. So we're going to appoint newly this morning Mark Spicer and Jan McFarlane. And I uh, just want to stand up quickly, you two. These two wonderful people here. <laughs> they love you more than Prosecco. How about that? That's going some. <laughs> They're fantastic people. Um, and... Nick and I, uh, Nick, do you just want to stand up? <laughs> are going to be recommissioned. So the outcome will be there's an eldership team of the four of us, uh, which we believe functions by mutual submission. So though, although I am the team leader, that doesn't mean I am the senior pastor, the boss. I am a leader amongst the leaders, and my role is to steer and empower and encourage the team. But there are times in that team, and this already happens amongst us, where others actually are taking the lead because it's their gift to take the lead in that moment. So we, we are not a pointy top. We are quite flat with a few bumps. <laughs> and <laughs> some more bumpy than others. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is, and this is the, for us, super exciting. Maybe for some of you, you're like, well, you know, it's just leaders. But actually, this is the culmination of quite a long, long process of both thought, prayer, interaction, um, disagreement, relational tension and resolve to get to a place of peace and solidity and strength in this moment today that we are then putting in front of you and, and inviting you into the process. You're you're very much needed in this process. Um, so today, I'm functioning, I'm standing here as an apostle in this church. 
And I have the authority because of that to lay hands on these people and create eldership. So there's an impartation of authority that does that. But it's a we, not just a me. So alongside me in the process is the wonderful Nick Treadgold, who really has been a founding pastoral elder in this church now for many years and carries huge respect, wisdom, and authority. So together, we are going to be laying hands on that initial phase of the eldership. But I also say we because we involved some 20 other, sorry, we involved our, our leadership team of seven. So we had Jan Treadgold, Phil Ford, Andy Fulton. Uh, we also had Theresa Merrick and others that they're involved right at the core of processing this and coming to the conclusion that we have come to. And we also had a wider team of maybe 20 or so people. Did I say Phil Ford in the seven? Phil Ford, Phil Ford, Phil Ford. And we, <laughs> we'll come to him in a second. Uh, and we, we also involved a, a wider team of leaders, maybe about 20 people, in the process of who are the elders, what do you feel, please pray, give us your wisdom. Very engaged with that. That was super exciting. So we're going to invite them up as well to lay hands on this team because they've very much been involved. So that will be part of the process. And then we're going to invite you to form a kind of prayer tunnel, all of you that want to be involved, to lay hands on and commission us as a new eldership team. So that's kind of the outline of what we're going to do. Uh, <laughs> so fun. And I mentioned Phil because obviously Phil has been and served as an elder with us now for, we were trying to work it out, but let's call it seven years. It's kind of a really perfect number. And, and he's not continuing in that role as he explained to you some weeks ago now. And so we're actually going to release him because as you just connect to this process, you'll understand that this is both a gaining authority and taking up responsibility moment for the new ones but it's also a being a released and kind of official spiritual release from that place for those who are not continuing from this point. Uh, <laughs> I think I did all that intro stuff really well. I'm also really glad Barbara Jenkinson's here, by the way, who's uh, a dear friend of this house, apostolic mom in the nation, and we said just come be our friend and add your significant blessing and authority to this so hi Barbara nice and thanks for coming and many other friends who've just made this a special day for us thank you okay yeah I, t I said Prosecco didn't I, I did that one. <laughs> just checking all the notes are covered <laughs> I, I want to read you a section from the the message bible just as, as we get I'm just as a kind of a short preach very short preach here but the Message Bible, and I believe what this says and encapsulates really is true of this eldership we're establishing today. I'm not saying it wasn't true of what we had before. I'm just saying this is the heartbeat. This represents uh, something very, an accurate biblical description of what's been happening amongst you. Um, so it's 1 Thessalonians 2, 3 to 8, but it's in the Message. It says, God tested us thoroughly to make sure we were qualified to be trusted with the message. Be assured that when we speak to you, we're not after crowd approval. I want to say that is 100% true of all these people. If they wanted approval, they would not be doing this. 
Uh, we're only after God approval. Since we've been put through, I love this phrase, since we've been put through such that battery of tests, you're guaranteed that both we and the message are free from error, mixed motives and hidden agendas. We never use words to butter you up. No one knows that better than you, and God knows we never use words as a smokescreen to take advantage of you. I, I believe we're getting a great eldership team because it's been through a battery of tests. The outcome of that is they're not here to please men. They are joined together in heart, and what you get out of them is going to be more reliable. Isn't it interesting that that concept here is that the training of leadership through trial and difficulty creates a person through whom you get a more accurate and pure message. And I believe every one of us standing before you this morning has experienced that in significant measure and that has done good things in hearts. Now, they don't, those tests don't always do good things in people's hearts and that's part of the challenge is to produce through the test the wholesomeness required to carry the message and carry the leadership authority. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to read you something out of Thessalonians a bit later as well. But, and this, this further section would, would be our heartbeat. It's been a heartbeat in this church from the beginning. Sometimes we've been better at this than others, but it's definitely what we're aspiring to do. Paul says this, this is continuing verse 6, uh, six to 8. Even though we had some standing as Christ's apostles, we never threw our weight around or tried to come across as important with you or anyone else. We weren't aloof with you. We took you just as you were. We were not patronizing or condescending, but we cared for you the way a mother cares for her kids. We loved you dearly, not content just to pass on the message. We wanted to give you our hearts, and we did. And I, I believe that. I believe that of all four, that actually we've given our hearts. We've put it out there. We've taken the risk of putting our heartbeat out there in front of 200 or more people and uh, that's how we want it to be it's not always been easy but that's how we want it to be <clears throat> okay just give me a second you know how in a marriage they kind of have this section where the minister says well I'm just going to speak to the husband and wife now don't get the wrong idea <laughs> <laughs> and you can all listen in. Well, this, this, this bit is really, I'm pointing at them, but you are very welcome to listen in. Are you, are you? Because today is like, it is making a covenant. It is a, a process of commitment from them to you. And one of the reasons we want to engage you in it is it's also one from you to them and to us as a leadership. Um, so it's not a passive thing sitting in the pew today. Uh, so I'd like us to turn together to Acts chapter 20 and verses 25 to 31. I'm just going to take a few moments on this. <clears throat> so you can get that on your Bible, wherever you've got it. <clears throat> this is Paul, he's... He's called the elders of the Ephesian church onto the beach, and this is, he thinks, is the last time he's ever going to see them. 
Uh, and so he's giving them some instruction. Really, he's charging them. He's saying, this is, you guys, you're doing the job, but this is what you're responsible to do. So Acts 20, and it's verse 25. It says, Now behold, I know that none of you among whom I've gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore I testify to you this day that I'm innocent of the blood of all. For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Then he says this to them, Pay careful attention. Do you want me to move over a bit, Tim? Am I causing a problem? I want to keep looking at these guys here. Um, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Take care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Because I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And, and so I, that's what I want to say to you guys today is, pay careful attention to yourselves. Do you want me to go back? No, it's okay. I'd rather be back than create ringing noises for you. Beautiful. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Just need people who know what they're doing, don't you? Thanks, Tim. I was just trying to get close enough to them so I could kind of look them in the eyes and say, watch over yourselves. Pay careful attention or watch over yourselves and the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God which he obtained with his own blood. And, and I, I'm always fascinated by that because the first thing, you'd think here's a bunch of leaders on a beach, you'd think the first thing he's going to say is, you know what, do a good job of leading these people. But actually he says, look after yourselves. The first job is, is actually you. Is looking after you and connected to that the yourselves is the team um, but if you have empty leaders you're going to end up with a spiritually dry church so I want to encourage you in your own walk with God because everything else is built on that take the time take the time to pray take the time to soak take the time to worship take the time to be in in the word of God and you know the early apostles they basically said that's our main job. It's, it, is, it isn't like a thing we do if we'd just like to get it done. It's actually central to the job description. And, and Paul writes to Timothy and he says, watch over your doctrine carefully because that's actually good for you and everybody else. So taking the time to study, to think and pray and, and read the word is absolutely, it's good for you, but actually we all benefit. So guys, we mustn't resent the time that they need to take to be in the Word and in prayer. This is actually central to what we're, what we're doing here and what God is doing amongst us. And look after your families if you have them. Look after your health. Look after your leisure time. Ministry is amazing, but it can be incredibly consuming. And everybody thinks that you're they're the exception when they try and ring you on their day off. And I've learned over the years that, that nobody is an exception on my day off, otherwise you never get a day off. So there are times when the phones are off and the emails are answered because basically they're looking after themselves so that they're going to be better in their role of leading, leading us. And then secondly, it's looking after the team 
And I think we've made incredible progress over the years on this, that our heart connection, encouragement, actually our goal in the team is to make the other people in the team look amazing. And I know you know that, and I want to encourage you to keep an eye on the health of the team and feel responsible for the health of the team, not just your own health. That's really, really important at this stage and, and, and as a team. Because there's times when different ones may maybe go off the boil or miss the point or get tired, and actually as a team, we can watch over one another. Uh, and then the, the, the final point is watch over the church, the flock. Here's the flock. Some really good-looking sheep out there. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we spent some time on, on this, and really what we feel that means is that your job is to help this whole community stay centered on the presence of God, make sure that people get empowered, make sure people get inspired, make sure people, uh, the, the, the environment has healthy boundaries that protect what we're trying to do, that you're establishing and part of establishing great values, biblically rooted values that your feeders into this environment to make it stronger, healthier. And you stay focused on the big picture. Overseers is used for a reason. It's not just about the individual personal issues. This is a big picture role as, as an elder. And therefore, our mission together is really important. We're not just here to cuddle the sheep. We're here to change a city and a nation through healthy people and inspired and empowered people. And that, that rests, that responsibility for inspiring and equipping that rests with us as an eldership team, as well as everybody else. <clears throat> so remember, Nick and I and others are going to be laying hands on you, but the Holy Spirit is the one who's appointing you. And the whole process we've been through has been in order to recognize who the Holy Spirit is appointing, not to have a vote on who everybody thinks is great which you are, but the point is recognition the work of the Holy Spirit, not to get a general agreement about who we think should lead us. That's a different approach. And, and second, remember whose church it is. This is all in the passage. It's, it's his church that he bought with his own blood, and I, I've often said to myself and others, actually, he is the senior pastor. So when we get stuck, we know who to go to. It's actually him. It's his church. He, he paid for it. And... Uh, <laughs> And it's always good to remember that. And remember, because in the passage it says, Paul says, when I go away, I'm scared that wolves are going to rise up amongst you. And I think what he's saying is the absence of my authority is going to make a space for bad things to happen and maybe bad influences to arise if you don't step into the space that I'm vacating. I stand in your... We, we don't fully get this, I think, because we're quite sometimes natural in the way we think, but standing in your space in spiritual authority actually affects the atmosphere of the whole community. So as you stand confident in God's appointment of you and what he's called you to do, it's actually going to be protective for all of us to keep... You know, there's all kinds of bad things we'll never see happen as we stand in that space clearly as those who have been appointed by God. So we should thank God for that as a community, that we have leaders who are going to stand in their authority because there's all sorts of crap that doesn't happen because they're doing it. And because you don't see it, you didn't know it didn't happen, but hallelujah, it didn't. <laughs> all right. Okay?
church, just, just one thing. Now, this is an interaction. This is a, this is a them saying to us, they will be this for us. Yeah? And that's nice for us. We're going to sit and go, yeah, we want them to love us. We want them to serve us. We want them to protect us. We want them to stand in prayer. But actually, we have a responsibility in return. It's a mutual thing in that direction. And I just want you to... I've been a leader a long time. These guys, they're going to cry tears you never see. They're going to stay up late many nights you're not going to know about. They're going to handle problems you'll never see, you'll never hear about, and you won't know. And some of them will break their hearts, but they'll be doing it so it doesn't have to bother many, many of you. They'll pray, they'll laugh, they'll rejoice. They'll stay up late, they'll get up early. They're not supposed to worry, but sometimes they will. And so, and, and they're saying today, they're willing to put their head above the parapet and lead. They're willing to go, we think this. We're going here. This is what we believe. Are you, are you coming? Are you with us? And that's an uncomfortable place to be. That's a place to be shot at, potentially. And, and I want to I read to you guys. So I'm charging you as a church here. We have a responsibility to look after this eldership that God's establishing today. So are you ready? This is again from 1 Thessalonians 5, and it's verse uh, 12 to 15 in the message. It's, it's really great in the message. It says, And now, friends, we ask you to honor those leaders who work so hard for you. I'm just going to say that again. We ask you, all right, you have a responsibility here to honor the leaders that work so hard for you. They're doing it for you. They're not getting paid to do this, most of them. They're not hirelings. These are people who are called and passionate. Yeah? Hello? So now, friends, we ask you to honor those leaders who work so hard for you, who have been given the responsibility of urging and guiding you along in your obedience. I love that phrase. Overwhelm them with appreciation and love. Honestly, if you think you've really honored them, you know, add some jam on top. Because in our culture, British culture, honor is a reluctant thing, and we feel very embarrassed about doing it and very concerned for the person's spiritual health if we over-egg it. Honestly, you can't over-egg it. I haven't met a Brit yet who over-eggs honor in the way that we have learned to understand it, to encourage, appreciate love on. So as we get prayed for by you through the tunnel, lay it on thick. We won't be standing in front of you very long, but in your heart, just be kind of slathering it all over us as we go, go by, all right? And this means that <laughs> keep believing the best of them, keep speaking well of them, these aren't just faces. These, aren't, these are real people who really feel and will really respond well to you when you love them well. And it becomes a mutual, healthy cycle of they love you, you love them. So speak well, believe the best. And don't just speak well to them. Speak well about them 
when they're not there to other people? That's probably the bigger litmus test. What do you say about the leaders when they're not in the room? Would you be able to say it to them if they were in the room in the way that you're currently saying it? That is an exercise of love and grace and honor towards your leadership. Uh, and I would encourage you, if you ever find yourself in an environment where that's not happening, be brave and say, I don't really want to be part of this discussion because I'm here to love and honor my leadership. I know they're not perfect, but let's, let's believe the best and let's encourage them. Do I, can I get an amen? amen? From all the leaders said amen. <laughs> Some of you are still thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> Remember what I said was that doesn't mean they're perfect. If you want perfect leaders, you've come to the wrong church. <coughs> You'll be on a very long church, to, a very long search to find them anywhere. <sighs> Okay, now we're going to get to the business. So this is kind of, um, it's a massive celebration. There's also this sense of uh, sobriety to it at the same time. This is weighty in a really good sense. So we're going to go through a process here. And uh, here we go. So I'm going to invite Nick and Phil just to come and stand with us. So Nick and Phil and I have been the elders here. Well, Nick and I have been at this for nine years, Phil seven as part of this team. Yay! So yeah, maybe, maybe just have a big clap for the, the team that is now ending. You know, we're like, yeah, we did, we did good. These guys did great. Didn't we do good. Phil, you're not carrying on, and you, we're really, really grateful. You've been an amazing part of this team. We wouldn't have got this process where it is without Phil's significant contribution. Um, but we, we know, and you know what it is to carry what I've been talking about to these guys, and we really want you to get free from that. <laughs> Don't hear that the wrong way around, but we, if you're not doing it, you really need to feel you're free from that responsibility. And, and really, for Nick and I, we want to absolutely deeply thank you, really, and, but also say, you're free. <laughs> you're released. And I know Nick wants to input that too. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole church appreciates you, again, probably more than, than we tell you on, on a regular enough basis, but just for your clarity of thought you brought so much that's just sort of shot through the guff and the hubris and the whatever other word says the, the sort of rubbish talk that's gone on and you've brought a clarity of thought into our discussions your perseverance through quite a lot of really 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 difficult times and, uh, and just your heart towards us your heart towards the church you you love people with if, if, i don't know how many of you actually know phil but I think his love for people exceeds most people here. Um, his heart for the city, he really is um, a, a son of Glasgow in more yeah, ways yeah. than me as, a, as an incomer 
28 years, it may be, but I still, you know, love this place passionately, but you are a son of this city and you, you serve us so well and you continue to serve us so well and this change of role doesn't mean you're any less of who you are and the heart that you carry is immense and we just thank you for that. Everyone loves your teaching and just your skill in, in opening up the words and bringing fresh life to words we've possibly heard before to bring, to bring life and meaning to that. My phone's misbehaving and I can't think of all of the other lovely things I was going to say, but just your faithfulness, your connection to people, but really your heart towards us, your heart towards this church, your faithfulness in sticking through um, and just seeing the, the fruit that, that we now see before us and, and your part in establishing that. Uh, and we are just so grateful and want to honor you in the only way we know how to say thank you. Yeah. So, well, set, well, set. Phil Ford, you are released. <laughs> thank you. It's your turn. <laughs> so we're, we're a family, but we're on a mission. We're on a mission to change people's lives, families, cities, churches, even nations with experiences of the goodness of God until earth looks like heaven. If we're going to do that, then we need to be equipped and inspired by gifted people. And, and here's, here's two such people we're, we're presenting afresh before you this morning. And uh, <laughs> it's so good that God sends us gifts, isn't it? And, and, and gifts come in people. Gifts come in people. He sends us gifts in people. So today we're going to acknowledge before this congregation that the Holy Spirit has made you, Jan and Mark, overseers, that is, elders of this community. You are gifts to us, to equip us, to inspire us, to bring teaching and protection. We publicly recognize and honor who you are and what you bring to us as a people. This church, its leaders, and its continuing elders, and the elders that are not continuing, all see the call on your life and the call to equip, <coughs> his call, and his equipping of you. We see his favor and anointing on you. And we today are recognizing his appointment of you, and we're doing that by laying on of hands. First Nick and I, then other leaders in our community, and then the whole church are going to honor and bless you in recognition of who you are, what you've become to us, and what you're going to carry in the future. In the long biblical history of laying on of hands, we believe in this moment that we're not just affirming or confirming, but we're also we're also imparting authority to these two. So I believe that as I lay hands on them and Nick lays hands on them, their authority is going to increase. They're actually going to receive something. They're not just going to be uh, affirmed in front of you, which is also important. Uh, so Nick and I are going to lay hands on you in the recognition of what God has done. And we expect an impartation and an increase in authority and gifting that you already carry amongst us. 
So we acknowledge that you now stand and will stand alongside us as elders in the same spiritual authority and role. So we become a team of equals mutually submitted. And we are a team of gifted friends, which is really fun. <laughs> Advancing the kingdom of God together through this nation, through this church into this nation. So for your part, I'm going to really have to look at them now. Are you willing to take this responsibility to lead God's people through your unique giftings, to watch over yourselves, over the team, and over this church? Are you willing to be accountable to God for this church and its condition? Tell them. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to say something? It was the first time that I walked into this church um, more than 13 years ago. Um, I just felt like I had come home. And I know that for many of you, that has been your experience um, since then. Um, and my heart really is that we would continue to actually, that would be a, a thing that people would continue to feel in the next 10, 20, 30 and plus years. Um, but more important than that, I really want hope um, to, to be a place um, where God always feels welcome and it feels like home for him. Um, and so the, the, um, everyone knows our mission statement, but the strap line of our mission statement is hope until earth looks like heaven. And if you know me, you know that my sold out passion is to see heaven uh, come on this earth. Um, and I want us to be a family who truly understand and believe who God says we are so that we can see his kingdom come and his will be done in Glasgow, um, this nation and beyond until, um, as it is in heaven really. Um, and so actually in making um, a covenant really to be an overseer um, for this bride of Christ. I don't take that lightly at all. It's a huge deal. <laughs> um, but I actually, my heart is really to be obedient to what Father God's called me to and what he's said and asked me to do. Um, and so the, in addition to the I do that I just gave, um, I promise uh, to use to the best of my ability the gifts, the strengths and the anointing that God has given me to love, cheer on, empower, release and encourage all of you to be who you are. Um, and I love hope. I count it um, an absolute privilege and joy and honour um, to not only to get to run alongside these phenomenal men who actually have been my friends for 12 or 13 years, all of them, um, but actually to, to lead uh, in this incredible family. Um, and so that's really all I wanted to say. But just as I finish, I just want to say thank you, um, massive thank you to my family and... <laughs> and my close friends, um, without whom, if they hadn't listened, prayed, encouraged and loved me, I wouldn't be standing here today. So thank you. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. Um, again, I also willingly accept this responsibility. I, th I think like Jan, coming to Hope 
was very much like coming home, coming to some, back to roots that were established in me as a very young Christian back in probably the late 70s. And it, it's been a real joy to be part of this family. I love this family deeply. Um, and I guess as a result of that, I've poured heart, soul, energy, um, emotion in, into this church. And I'm certainly going to continue to do that um, as I serve you in this role. Being an elder, I guess, isn't something that I ever really thought about or sought. Um, <laughs> but I do believe um, that I am called by the Holy Spirit in this season to be an elder here among you. Um, and I, I can say that with a confidence and assurance that I, I do believe that this is the right thing. I also want to say that I wholeheartedly commit myself to this team. Um, Jan, Nick, and Andy, you are just amazing, inspiring people. And um, I willingly commit myself to this team. I love you dearly. And I submit to you, I want to defer to your gifts and, and to all that you carry in God. Um, and I want to bring my own unique mix of skills and gifts and wisdom also into the mix as well. Oops. Trouble is, you write these things and then you get in here and think, mm, can I read my writing? <laughs> so... I mean, as an elder, um, I will. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I, I can see it. It's, uh, <laughs> um, I, I will seek to encourage, exhort, and protect this family, both by word and example, that together we might become the radical expression and example um, of God's love and His freedom to this city, yeah. to this nation, and to beyond. My heart is that together we step into all that the Father has for us. We've had so much expressed over us in the prophetic about the influence that this, place, this house is going to have in this nation and beyond. So it's my heart that together we step into that and all that the Father has for us. And that looks like heaven here on earth. Yes. Come on. Okay, guys, you want to stand here? That's amazing. Just, I, I should have pointed this out. It, it's probably obvious, but here is the first woman elder in this church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick and I are going to lay hands on you. And it is our privilege and delight to do this. And from that point on, you are the business. Um, so... <laughs> yeah, we just want to invite you, Holy Spirit, just to, to really come on these two. We're just commissioning you today. And in, in, before God and before these people, we're, gonna, we're appointing you today in a place of loving, empowering government for this community. We impart authority to you. We impart gifting to you. We honor you and we recognize you. Hey, I just want to 
set a bit of a scene. I, I've stood as an elder for eight years now, and, and standing is, is just so important. I've learned to stand in who I am. I've learned to stand in my unique gift and calling, and I've learned to stand strong, whether I'm visible yeah. or not, whether I'm up front or whether you know, I'm, I'm not, but I've learned to stand in the gift and calling, and that standing has grown in stature. I may look tall on the outside, but I am a lot bigger on the inside. <laughs> and and I, I impart to you now the authority of standing in the office of an elder, the authority yes. that comes yes. through the laying on of hands and the impartation of the Holy Spirit. And I release you into your own individual gift and calling that the difference yeah. with others is not a threat yeah. to you. Yeah. The difference in others is a compliment to you. Yeah. And those around you stand strong because you do what only you can do. And I impart to you that freedom to be who you've been called and gifted to be. That freedom to stand in all that God's made you to be and to grow in an awareness of all God's made you. It's all there, but your eyes will be opened in increasing measure. And to do as well, release to you the heart of the Father for his children. I release to you the heart of Jesus for his bride. And I release to you a freshness in connection with Holy Spirit who will lead you in all truth. Yeah. Father God. Yeah. Father so we join together, we lay hands on you. <laughs> Receive the commissioning of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You are elders in this house and to this community. We honor you, we celebrate you, we recognize God's appointment of you. And so we impart to you fresh anointing, fresh authority in Jesus' name. Amen. You're the business. I think, I think you could clap now if you want to. <laughs> Hey, the other elders that we, the other leaders, we invite you just to come and. No, no, not yet. Oh, no, sorry. sorry. I'm forgetting myself in the, oh, the moment. We're gonna, we're, me and him are going to get recommissioned now, one of these guys. Oh. Yeah, so Andy and Nick were established uh, as elders a number of years ago now uh, with, under the sort of auspices of New Frontiers, the church family that we were part of. And we just feel it's really significant now that actually we re-establish them into this new eldership. Um, it, it's a new regime. It's, it's appointed by the Holy Spirit, not by any organization. Um, and so Jan and I just want to um, recommission you guys just now. So Andy, we pub recognize and honor you as an apostle in our team and family and as a leader of this new team 
And we choose to covenant our hearts to yours and willingly defer to the anointing of God on your life and the gifts and the strengths that he has given you. We love and we fully trust you and we trust God in you. And Nick, we publicly recognize you as a, a, a rock and as a pastor uh, in this team and in this family. And again, we choose to covenant our hearts to you, uh, to yours willingly, and to defer to the anointing of God on your life and the gifts and strength that he has given you. And again, we love and we fully trust you and we trust God in you. So if you wanted to stand in front of us now, that would be great. <laughs> Happily. <laughs> Happily. So Andy and Nick, we acknowledge your spiritual authority as elders and the vital part you play in this family to create an environment in which people are empowered and equipped and where God's manifest presence is welcome. Now Now we recommission you as elders in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in this new team. And we impart an increase in spiritual authority, wisdom, and effectiveness. We thank God for you and your partnership and friendship with us in leading this community into its destiny. And I think this is the appropriate moment for much whooping and hollering. children's ministry they've also been going through this process in their meetings as we have so they've got words which we'll bring later please let us have anything you've got stirring from God this is a prophetic moment apostolic moment key moment for us as a community so uh, we want to hear it we just don't have time to hear them all right now oh and we want you to pray for us